way we consume and share news today it is larger rooted in social media. Oh, it's a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Yerika. Good morning, Yerika. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch the match last night? Uh, yeah, I started. <laughs> I started to, and then, you know, I get up at uh, five in the morning every day. So unfortunately, I couldn't make it all the way <laughs> to the end. But the first thing I did was open my phone to check the news. <laughs> I share the sentiment with you completely because I was telling Adam earlier, just 15 minutes before the game started, I fell asleep and I missed an important <laughs> match, it turns out. And so we're all caught up with yeah. the headlines. Let's get to those who were uh, raving the late hours better clearly than both of us. An estimated 26,000 football fans gathered at Kwanga Moon Square. Uh, that's way more than uh, anyone had uh, expected. Uh, there were estimations, but there were far less than 26,000 uh, initially. Anyways, um, thousands of fans gathered in Kwanghamun Square in central Seoul. Uh, some 1,300 officials from the Seoul City government, Chungnu Police Station, and the Red Devils uh, official supporters were there as well to root for the South Korean national team. Um, as uh, was previously uh, announced the National Police Agency dispatched around 600 police personnel, including six squads of riot police to maintain order. Thousands were seen moving in orderly fashion as the officials uh, on site instructed a separate one-way entrance and exit mm. while preventing jaywalking okay. around the square. Uh, the plaza was also divided into uh, sections, numbered sections, to allow easier crowd control and a swift uh, dispatch of rescue workers in case of uh, unfortunate incidents. A security official was dispatched every few meters to maintain order all the way until the end. Um, police officers stood in formation outside the supporters area as well. And after the game, it was really great to see citizens helped gather up all the trash. They cleaned up the area before heading home. All right. So uh, orderly, uh, clearly a good, uh, man, well-mannered, well, because we're streaming images of what happened at Common Square last night. And it is crowded yep. and people are very ecstatic, too. huh? That's right. All right. Over in Qatar, many South Korean fans cheered for Team South Korea as well with the familiar chants. Taemingguk. Yes. <laughs> Korean flags, red t-shirts, jerseys, evident. Uh, it was quite a sight to be seen, let's be honest. Yeah, and it wasn't just Korean flags and, you know, T-shirts and the chants. Uh, some dedicated fans, several of them actually, uh, were photographed wearing their own masks uh, to oh. show their support for um, Son Heung Min. Some actually built their own masks using a 3D printer. So many questions. Why yeah. do you have a 3D printer? Do you work in the industry? I do. Just so Who knows? <laughs> but clearly showing their support in different ways. Fans clearly want to show that they are standing with Son Heung-min in spirit and they're behind him all the way. It's interesting enough that some of these fans were not even football fans. That's right. You know what? Several of these fans were actually not even Korean. Uh, some foreign fans of the Tech Warriors and Team South Korea were seen at the Doha Stadium waving the Korean flag. Many of them told reporters that they were rooting for Team South Korea because they were fans of Korean culture and fans of uh, K-pop and, of mm. course, fans of BTS. <laughs>
<laughs> Apparently, there was so much influx of orders, food, namely, yeah. that some of those apps crashed. Yeah, delivery apps. Some of them crashed uh, as the number of food orders soared ahead of the the, the first match uh, for South Korea. Uh, customers say that it took more time than usual to process the payment on the app, and some said that their order simply did not go through. Yeah. Uh, the error occurred at around 8.30 p.m., 8.40 p.m., uh, all the way until a little after 9 p.m., uh, and uh, as orders were expected to surge, some of these apps uh, temporarily halted all delivery services in some um, select districts, including the Gwangmun area mm. and some parts of Chungnugu district as well. I feel like I missed out on a night of celebration, right? And so next Monday, I'm going to try to fare better at the match against uh, Ghana. <laughs> all right, let's 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 do this together, Lena. We can do it. <laughs> We'll have a story to tell our listeners. Yep. All right, on to our second story of the day. Hyundai to revive. <laughs> really? The Pony Coupe with legendary car designer in the industry. This sounds exciting. That's right. Uh, just yesterday, Hyundai Motor announced that it's going to recreate the 1974 Pony Coupe concept car with the model's original designer, the legendary Italian designer, Giorgetto Giugiaro, and the car will be unveiled in the coming spring, so not too far now. Uh, the Pony Coupe concept was unveiled at the 1974 Turin Torino Motor Show, and at the time, its prototype was ready for mass production, but the automaker could not start production due to the domestic economic situation. So it was kind of lost to history, mm. this uh, concept car. And uh, almost half a century later, Hyundai Motor contacted uh, Giugiaro. Uh, and, uh, you know, this man is referred to as the spiritual father of the company. He designed the first generation models of Hyundai vehicles, including the Pony XL, Presto, Stellar, and Sonata. And uh, they contacted him and asking him, could you rebuild that concept car you, you designed almost 50 years ago? <laughs> Almost 50 years. We have better yeah. tech. We have better systems in place. We promise this time uh, there will be yes. mass production. And uh, he said yes, which is good news. And he was recently in Seoul to initiate the project with uh, the Hyundai Motors designers. And uh, he told local reporters that the Pony Coupe will be further developed to meet the car maker's vision of shaping the future with legacy, his mm. words. And he said he's happy to have this opportunity to recreate the concept car, but with further developments to the original design. Uh, he said uh, he has seen some of the initial works that the Hyundai designers have done, and it looks great already. Um, yeah, so let's talk about this car a little bit. Uh, yeah. the, the Pony Coupe concept design inspired so many car designers all around the world at the time. Um, the, the legendary designer hinted that the new coupe would be a simple but modern car. Uh, he really stressed the word simplicity because uh, that's what he pursues uh. as a car designer. And to quote his own words, these days, we see car makers trying to show off everything they have in one car, and that sometimes surprises me. 
everything needs balance. Ah, it's the idea of having all the resources and saying, let's take this out and this out and this out. And that's a tougher decision too, even for a designer as renowned as he, you know, I was chuckling through this entire, entire story because these, these cars that you mentioned that he is part of the design, Pony Excel, Presto, Stellar, Sonata, these are all cars from our parents' generation. And I just remember so vividly as a young child. Yeah. Having at least one in the house. <laughs> all right. Let's tell our listeners a little bit more about the designer himself, just in case they're not all caught up. Now, they, the names of some of the other cars he has designed over the years are instantly recognizable. So maybe, maybe now you'll get familiar with his name. Yeah. So he has worked on both supercars mm-hmm. and popular everyday cars. He's the mastermind behind the designs of Alfa Romeo 105 series coupes, the Lamborghini Cala, Maserati Spider, and Ferrari GG50. Mm-hmm. And uh, to name just a few. Humble portfolio. And, uh, he was, excuse me? Humble portfolio. It's such a massive a one. A very humble portfolio. And he was named car designer of the century. Back in 1999, Mm. uh, he was inducted into the Automotive Hall of Fame in 2002. Mm. And uh, more than any other car, he is most famous for uh, designing the DMC DeLorean. And for those of you who are going, what what is that? Uh, That car was the car featured in the Hollywood blockbuster Back to the Future. Ah, it shares kind of the boxy design to the Pony Coupe, doesn't it? So there you have it. So if you're a a lover of these vintage cars, this might be an exciting moment for you. Now, as for being shortlisted to actually own the car, that's a whole different story, isn't it? Uh I don't even know how you go about it. But it's exciting. I'm super excited to see what it would, uh, how it turns out, actually. Mm, just from a sure design perspective. So there you go. The uh, Pony Coupe will be revived with the legendary car designer, Giorgetto Giorgiano. All right. On to yes. our last story of the day. Shall we move on? Sure. Um, so we mentioned BTS just a, just a few minutes ago. <laughs> how uh, many foreign fans in Qatar right now uh, were supporting for the South Korean team. And uh, the reason being that uh, there were big fans of BTS and Korean pop culture. Well, uh, our final news today is related to BTS, and it's that Jin uh, is confirmed to join uh, the frontline boot camp in one of the coldest regions in South Korea. It's going to get really cold starting next week, apparently. And, oh, really? And in just a weeks ahead, he goes into boot camp. I mean, we saw it coming. I mean, there were little signals here and there that the members of BTS, one by one, would enlist. I guess Correct. we just didn't have a specific timeline. Now we do. December 13th is when he goes. December 13th is the day, just days after his uh, 30th birthday. You know, he will undergo a five-week training program at a division in Yeoncheon in Gyeonggi-do province, and uh, he will later be assigned to a local unit. Um, as you all know, he's the eldest member of the boy band, um, and uh, news of his enlistment went viral on November 13th when he replied to a question about plans for his upcoming birthday. And uh, he said at the time on social media that he would be dispatched to a frontline boot camp. And, uh, you know, that had many people talking, obviously. Now, later uh, on Thursday afternoon, that's yesterday, uh, he wrote on Weavers that he had not wanted the news of his training to be so widely reported. Uh, He actually asked fans not to come see him. Uh... 
because, you know, there would be too many people and uh, there would be others starting training on the same day. Mm. And he really would prefer the military base not to be overly crowded just because of him. You know, the army is good at really rallying behind the wishes of the members. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Now, where where some of these high profile celebrities serve or start training gets a lot of publicity, too. What's the reputation for the 5th Infantry Division? Well, it's known for its harsh winters, like I said before. It's it's a tough unit to serve in. Um, it's the 5th Infantry Division, and uh, it sees some of the coldest uh, temperatures in Gyeonggi-do province. Uh, for example, last year, the temperatures in the region plummeted to minus 20 degrees Celsius, and back in 2018 to minus 26 degrees Celsius in the month of December and January. Have you seen such numbers? I've never experienced in my life. Ugh. Just thinking about it makes me cold. Anyways, other famous Korean celebrities uh, who served uh, at the facility include actually P. Rain, who served as an assistant instructor at the facility. I won't name who, but apparently we have a dedicated army amongst our team, too. And she would like to relay, oh, our poor little Jin. He's I don't think he's little anymore. No, no, no. He's not at all. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So BTS Jin is the first 70 members of BTS to begin his mandatory military service. Thank you so much, Erica, for a week's worth of coverage. Pleasure. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.